to the AO Trauma North America Mentor-Mentee Interview Series. I'm Stephen Scheinman, an orthopedic trauma surgeon at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. Thank you for tuning in. I would like to remind you that the video recordings of the Mentor-Mentee interviews are available on the AO Trauma North America YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out other Mentor-Mentee interviews on the AO Trauma North America Spotify channel or wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode... I'm excited to bring you an interview between Dr. Chip Rout from UT Houston and Dr. Eric Johnson from UCLA. So Dr. Johnson, thanks for doing this uh, with me. It's a real privilege for me to be able to do this. Uh, you were my uh, attending when I was a senior medical student and I can't believe that we're both here uh, together. Right. So this means a lot to me. Um, I think most people would really like to know just how you even got into orthopedics and how this all started for you and you know what was like your first step and how did you get started well i was at the university of utah in the general surgery program and i was at a local affiliated hospital and uh chief president chief president uh, had broken his ankle i can't remember the injury but he couldn't work so they moved me up uh, to chief president and i was in the operating room five nights in a row after midnight with local uh, doctors who weren't surgeons, licensed bowel adhesions. In a row, five. So I can't do this. I was, I was gonna do general surgery and then do plastic surgery. Cause I'd done some work with a plastic surgeon in the lab. So I, my, one of my best friends was Skip Coleman and his father was Sharon Coleman who was head of the orthopedics at University of Utah. So I went to his office and talked to her and said, listen, I'm not happy in general surgery. He said, he said I know you're not. You should have gone into orthopedics. I said, well, that's why I'm here. He said, well, where do you want to go? I said, I want to stay here. He says, you can't. I said, what? You're the chairman. What do you mean I can't? He said, you shouldn't do all your training at the same institution. Never learn anything that's not new and that's not done elsewhere. So I said, you go interview and you find the place, I'll write you a letter. So I interviewed all the California schools. Uh, I got a call in December of my third year, and I had gotten to visit these places in, uh, in September. And uh, my general surgery chief was Frank Moody, and he was, you know, I wasn't happy that I was leaving, but he said, you know, you got to do what you want. I got a call, and they said that uh, one of their uh, residents at UCLA had died in a mountain by could I take the spot because I'd already passed internship. She said, yeah, I can take it. So can you be here January 1st? So I'm like, yes. So I backed up and drove down. And uh, I was on a call the first day. I was on a call January 1st. Of course you were because you were the new guy. And I didn't have any orthopedic training. And my, the splints I was putting on the tibia fractures looked like they had elephantiasis in if they couldn't get out of bed. They're just like a Joe Palooka dog. They ran out of plaster after you yeah. alcohol. So, you know, and I just uh, met this fellow from South Africa, and we started nailing the floors. While you were at UCLA. At UCLA. Yeah. And uh, he said, you should do the Halo Fellowship. So prior to that time, y'all weren't doing, uh, it was like orthopedic, there was not, and this was just a visiting fellow who had been in touch with or trained by other AO surgeons. Right, and he had put our AO courses in South Africa. I see. 
His name is Tony Headley. And, oh, of course. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. He was my attending, but I was with these guys as well. And so he essentially transformed your career yeah. as a result of that, uh, doing that, that nailing on the team. Yeah. And uh, I got this fellowship, and I didn't, I didn't even know where Hanover was. And I wasn't sure I should go because uh, I really hadn't been anywhere out of the country. How did that? How did you get into that slot of doing an AO fellowship? Did someone try to get there? Tony Headley said you should do an AO fellowship. I see. He said I'll make a phone call. So I called uh, Bill Hager. So that's how you were that's facilitated how to handle. Yeah. And uh, the best thing you ever did. Well, tell us about the experience, the, uh, the AO experience at Hanover. Just well, what, how did that further the transformation of? Yeah, that, that uh, was interesting because as a fellow, you were just an assistant. You didn't really do the reductions or the plates. And uh, Harold Cherney was very quiet. And uh, the first Saturday I was in Hanover um, at the strain pass, and I always wanted to go to the Pied Piper of Hamel. Hamel it wasn't too far away so I just took the train up and uh, as I got back to my room and get a phone call from his secretary who spoke fairly good English Frau Delius she said Dr. Cherney would like to take you to brunch tomorrow I said okay he'll pick you up at house speed I said okay and so he picks me up and then I meet his family and we're having brunch and they were in two cars, so he was taking me back and said, uh, are you busy this afternoon? I said, well, I don't think so, I just got here. He said, would you mind coming to my office and help me correct my English slides? Because I have to go to Toronto to Marvin Tile's pelvic course. So he asked me, what's, I need a word for, and his English wasn't really strong, but he said, I need a word for hospital acquired infections. I said, no support. That's it. So then it got to be around Easter. So I was on a team. I had, and they're all on teams and uh, hierarchy. And then you had an Uber, uh, the Uber Arts uh, team di director didn't get along with Harold very well. He was kind of a laundry guy. And um, Harold was, uh, had a Tuesday morning or Monday morning, he'd look at all the x rays. And then there'd be rounds of him in the afternoon and all the x-rays, since all the windows faced west, they would tape the x-rays on the windows by the patient. And he'd look at it and he'd say, yeah, no, yeah. So there's one x-ray of a, there was, I won't say the guy's name, but there's one x-ray uh, of a blade plate and a distal femur fracture. And the, the operating surgeon, who was leader of his team, put the chisel in at 45 degrees to the axis of the femur. So, and he put it down to the plate, we got a hyperextension to form the infection. And he was just going crazy. I mean, you know, you can, young bone, you can probably cut a dude's slot and add a screw with some. So he took the, I won't ever forget this, he took the blade plate out and got a bending press and bent a 40 degree curve just behind the blade. He stuck it in. The curve, and he, Dr. Cherney went ballistic. It's like doing this to him. And the guy was just kind of cowling down and looking around, trying to figure out a way to get out of the conference room. I don't forget that. Then uh, then uh, we just, uh, you know, he, he invited me to spend Easter in Austria. And he uh, he had Oberarts from Austria that had been with him in their careers, and now they were out at a German hospital. 
never got invited to go to Harold Shrink's house. Oh, for nosocomial. Yeah. You learned about the Josephsky of Spirit because of nosocomial. So I'm down there, uh, and he had a place in Vagrine. Uh, it's south of uh, Kitzbühel. And I went skiing with him. I got to know his whole family. Uh, and then I decided, well, you know, Easter weekend, maybe I'll go over to Vienna, and then I'll go down to Venice, because I had this pass. And there Venice, and I never paid any hotel rooms, because I was just sleeping on the train. And I got the train leaving Sunday, uh, Sunday night. Uh, I guess it was Friday, Saturday night. Sunday night, um, I was going to Austria first, next fall. But with the first class pass, you can get stoked on. So this American couple on their honeymoon said, well, you can stay on the other bed in this room. It's okay. So they let me stay until 2 a.m. and I got off it. That's another example of generosity of spirit. Yeah. And I, I remember I, I was in Austria train station, Triar, someplace like that. I had to take my ski, put my ski boots on. It was so cold. The only, the only heat I had was my ski boots, which I had hauled from America, which was just stupid. And I had a ski suit and everything, and I'm just sitting at the train station waiting for the train to hand over in my ski boots. Um, and, you know, by myself sitting in the outdoors because it wasn't an indoor station. It was a really miserable night. So you went back to UCLA, and then you also had a great experience with Emile Letourneau. Maybe you could tell us about how, um, you know, you used that or how that came came into your well, career. Well, um, this was 82. So I was on the staff, started on the staff at UCLA. And uh, I wanted to go to the Davos course. And I wanted to take the advanced course because I, they said, well, you can't because you, you haven't taken the course. I said I was in Hanover for six months at an AL fellowship. And finally, uh, someone made a call and I got in the advanced course. And I had a great time. Uh, they, the invited guest was Graham Hill. He wasn't really an operating surgeon, but forgot he's an English guy. So I came back the next year. And uh, it was uh, Emil. So I'm sitting there in the lab with Emil, and uh, he's looking at my pelvis and said, can I come and spend some time with you? He said, yes. It's just write me a letter. So I wrote the letter, but I sent it to the wrong place. Because Emil um, was in line to be the chief at uh, Sapier, the very famous French hospital. And they gave it to a, a guy named Patel, some political connections. So they stuck him in this workman's compensation hospital in Port de Choisy. And uh, it was a little bit different than trying to get privileges now, you know, you have to show a license. So I just walked into his clinic, but I sent him a letter, said I'm coming, and he never got the letter. So I walked in the clinic, and uh, he recognized me. He says, uh, you're here. I said, yeah. He says, well, when they get the scrubs, we've got a case to do. So there was no checking of any documents. You're it's good. Just, it's just, you're good. Okay. And uh, we had a pretty good time. I remember he would go up. Uh, so I spent four months there. And... Uh, a little hard on family home, but I, they forgave me. But um, they'd have uh, lunch and they'd have a bottle of wine. Everybody had a little glass of wine with their lunch. Then you go back to work. And if it was a successful day, then he would go out to uh, La Bonne Table, a good table, 
and uh, he'd be sitting there at like 11:30 at night singing, you know, La Vie en Rose with the chef and everybody. He was just a, he was a character. Then he'd go sleep at the hospital until it was until it was third Friday morning. Then he'd go off for the weekend. I think. But uh, uh, we bonded pretty well. So those two, Journey and Let You Know, yeah. were the probably the and then Tony Headley. Yeah. Uh, had huge impacts on transforming yeah. your career. That's right, exactly right. And then, uh, did you ever have interest in leaving UCLA, or is uh... well, uh, like I said, I live in Dallas, and my wife uh, wanted me to work for her father at his medical complex in Cerritos. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Howard uh, Amstutz gave me a job, mm -hmm. so yeah, I just there wasn't any reason to leave. So you've seen a lot of uh, transition uh, over the last 40 years, and what do you think is uh, the biggest thing that stands out to you that uh, reflects the value of AO in the changing dynamics of the world uh, today? Like, yeah. what is the, the value that keeps you coming back and keeps you sort of advocating for for that uh, group? Well, I think if you ask, if I had to come down to one thing, it'd be the camaraderie mm. uh, and the learning. The learning that the modules for learning have changed significantly. Uh, even during COVID, with the uh, with the courses being done on Zoom uh, electronically, they still have that sense. But um, I think being in the Alps or being at an AO course and, and all everybody at that course is your best friend during that course, and you can ask them for favors, you can ask them for a case. Uh, it's just con generosity. It's just generosity spirit. That's what it is. So the lifelong learning and the relationships yeah. have been the, a the real career value. The career relationships. Their career in the AO. Their career relationships. You have a friend in the AO. I mean, I can call up Sawaguchi about something, mm -hmm. or Chris Morey, and talk to him on the phone, and uh, they're more than happy to help. I mean, yeah. they're just. It's just an international communications easy system of communication. And you keep your friend, the friends, they're friends for your life. Is there anything else that you want to share with people about uh, things that you know, over the course of your career that you'd like to highlight? Well, we started um, we started a course for in Davos for the non-skiers afternoon. So it was like a five day, four or five day course. Mm -hmm. And so the people who didn't go skiing, we would have like a, a, a originally a solutions kind of course mm -hmm. where we'd these speakers would get up and show solutions to failures. And then I was uh, sitting, I was, since I was president of AO North America at the time, uh, I was in on some of the international uh, meetings with Tom Rudy. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to come up with a name of a course uh, that would fit uh, as an upper level course for more trained surgeons who come to, you know, to, come to Davos. And they didn't like the word solutions because it was kind of negative. So I said, well, I'll call it the master's course. Then I said, master's course, that's a good thing. So that's where the master's So the master's course. And, uh, you know, a lot of memories in Davos. So many more to make. So, so many more. That's right. Thank you for your time and thanks so, for doing this. And thanks for being a great mentor for so many uh, young surgeons that go into trauma and for uh, the, the durability and excellence of your career. I think everybody recognizes that, and we all thank you for it. Well, I appreciate your long friendship with me, and I appreciate those comments. And uh, AO made my career. It just made my career. That's, right. that's all it is. Thank you very much. You're welcome.